The point of today's episode is to help you have some hope around however you've been navigating your emotions, that you're put back into a position of, oh yeah, I have choice, which to me is the ultimate feeling of freedom, is to have choice. Welcome to Energetic Intelligence for Entrepreneurs, the podcast that guides spiritually curious professionals like you into soul-inspired success without sacrificing who you are to get there. Creative pursuits with impact, expansion through alignment, personal growth for professional gains, with your host, Beth Perry. If you're having big feelings about wanting more in your life, I want to encourage you to come join us in the Breakthrough Collective, our free Facebook group, where you can be supported in exploring what those dreams look like for you and getting support around making them actually happen. Today is an exciting episode talking about the emotional pillar of the energetic intelligence blueprint. Feelings. We all have them. We have all kinds of feelings. Some of us are emotional authorities, like I am in our human design, and others have open emotional centers. We experience our feelings in very unique ways, and it's perfectly okay. One of my main hopes from today's episode is to disrupt any type of notion that you might be carrying around that some feelings are good and other feelings are bad. Let's just level the playing field so that we can access the information that our emotions provide us by looking at them as just that. Emotions are just information. Some emotions feel better than other emotions, but that doesn't make the ones that don't feel good, bad, or wrong. Another really important point is that emotions are subjective, and emotions are always in motion. It is a form of energy moving through us. It is providing us information and it wants to give us the information and move on along its merry way. So when we resist a feeling or we try to bypass an emotional experience that doesn't feel good and immediately going to think a positive thought or put a positive spin on it or find the silver lining, we're doing ourselves a disservice. You know, there's a reason that shadow work is so powerful. There's a reason why emotional intelligence is becoming more and more socially acceptable. And in fact, in businesses, anyone in a hiring position is often looking at someone's soft skills, a.k.a. their emotional intelligence, as way more valuable than their intellectual skills, because intellect and technical skills are easier to teach than emotional skills. And when we can bring the power of how we interact with our emotions, when we can turn it into a dance instead of a battle as entrepreneurs or as intrapreneurs, as they are often referred to, if you're working in someone else's company, we become more powerful at what we can create in the world. The impact of the company mission is supported by emotionally intelligent decisions and decision makers, by emotionally intelligent teams and team leaders. And by the way, this also impacts your home life, your personal life, your time with self. When we know how to navigate the waves of feelings that we all have on a regular basis, 
then we're able to choose contraction or expansion rather than letting our emotions dictate our choices. We can honor our emotional experience rather than being run by our emotions. So how do we do this? I'm glad you asked. Even though I can't hear you, I'm reading your mind right now. (laughs) We all have an emotional threshold. And again, this ties into all of the other pillars of the energetic intelligence blueprint. For example, what are the thoughts we're thinking? How do we feel about that thought? What are the decisions we're making or the behaviors that we're participating in? How do we feel about the fact that we did that thing or didn't do that thing? So as much as we can, I want to distill it into understanding this emotional threshold as a point of empowering you and understanding that we all have a very unique emotional threshold around individual emotions. Now, if you've never heard of a feeling chart, I'm going to highly suggest that when you're done listening to this episode or when you're done binging on this podcast season, I'd love for you to take the action of looking up a feeling wheel and you'll see there's probably hundreds, if not thousands of different image choices. And I'm going to encourage you to screenshot it because one of the most powerful ways to navigate our emotions in a more powerful way is to have a vocabulary around what we're feeling. So many people often struggle to express how they're feeling, even in their own self-talk. And if you have a limited vocabulary, if you only know happy, sad, angry, then it can be really hard to figure out the nuances in certain situations. But when you start expanding your emotional vocabulary to understand that there's not just anger, there's irritation, there's frustration, there's rage, there's not just happy, there's joy, there's contentment, there's satisfaction, there's not just sadness. There's grief, there's despair, there's so many other words that we have to choose from. And when we start exploring those words, we can more accurately identify where we are on an emotional spectrum in any given situation. We can also start helping other people communicate more effectively with us when we're in relationship and in partnership by getting curious about what exactly are they feeling. If we only have one word for any given emotional spectrum, for example, anger, let's say someone says that they're feeling a little irritated. And if our only connection with that is the emotional experience of rage, then we're going to show up in this interaction very differently than if we understand not just on an intellectual level, but on an emotional level oh, this is a completely different part of the equation. Rage and mildly irritated are not even near each other, even though they might be in the same color scheme of whatever image that you choose to enhance your emotional vocabulary. So if we tie this back into the emotional threshold concept, we have thoughts and feelings and we go through actions every day that barely register on any kind of radar. But as soon as it becomes emotionally intense enough for us to pay attention to the experience or to the thought, then it has crossed the emotional threshold. And this emotional threshold 
we do have the capacity through practice and self-awareness and emotional intelligence work to increase our capacity. But what's more exciting to me, at least, is that we can also develop the skills that when something does pass our emotional threshold, it's what we do with that. Do we spiral out of control? Do we go into shutdown mode? And this is the concept of contraction or expansion that I mentioned earlier. Now, the point of today's episode is it's really designed to help you have some hope around however you've been navigating your emotions, that you're put back into a position of, oh, yeah, I have choice, which to me is the ultimate feeling of freedom is to have choice. I can feel sad. I can feel angry. I can feel happy. And my feelings don't make me do anything. I realize I have an emotional reaction to something. And I'm able to take responsibility for how I'm feeling and actually go deeper. If there is a trigger for me from someone else, I'm able to have a conversation about what led to that experience of having my emotional threshold bypass. And if it didn't feel good, what can I do? That's the personal responsibility piece. What can I do differently to prevent this from happening again and or What can they do differently so that this doesn't happen again? And when it feels good, if it's an intensely pleasurable thing and we want to repeat that kind of experience, it's not about the feeling being the end goal. It's about, okay, this feeling was created because it passed an emotional threshold and I liked this. I want more of this in my life. What did I do to contribute creating this? What did someone else do to contribute creating this if there was another person involved? And then having a conversation about how to have more of that. So when we can get a little more objective about our feelings without diminishing the validity of our feelings in any given situation, a kind of silly example of this is even around watching TV with my husband. And we travel a lot. We have moved countries several times. And depending on where we are, sometimes we can watch movies without commercials. Sometimes we can't. But especially around the commercials, it's actually become a point of connection for us because he does know me so well, where there could be a certain commercial about diapers, for example. And he'll look over and he'll be like, you're crying, right? And I'm like, a little bit. (laughs) It got me in the feels. Or something else where he'll be like, ooh, you do not agree with that, I bet. And I would be like, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. And the point is not about the emotional experience I'm having. It's that when we get really in tune with what our emotional threshold is and what leads to that emotional threshold being crossed, then we're put in a place of choosing to allow it to continue as is or choosing to redirect the situation, whether that's setting better boundaries, whether that's removing ourselves from certain relationships, whether that's shifting systems in our business, whether that's doing something at a different time of day. I mean, the nuances to these experiences are endless. When we can step back, feel the emotions, trust that we're strong enough to feel them until the feeling has served its purpose and let them go, then we don't get them stuck inside of our energetic meridians. Just like our physical body has veins and arteries, our energetic body has meridians and emotions are what move through them. Have you ever had that sensation of having something stuck in your throat? 
because you were feeling a certain way and you couldn't speak if you wanted to because something's blocking your throat. Well, energetically, that's what emotions do when we don't let them process all the way through, when we freeze them in our energetic body. There's also been science done that shows how emotions actually impact our cellular DNA on a biological level as well. So the research and the studies is mind-blowing. But for today, what you can do to embrace this piece of emotional information that you have access to all the time, whether you're a feel-all-the-feels kind of person like I am, or maybe you're more like my husband and kind of less drama, more go with the flow. We all have our emotional experiences. We all have our emotional thresholds. And when you learn how to navigate yours, start there. Then we can start having some real fun with starting to recognize other people's, especially in the more important relationship dynamics, like with romantic partners, with children, with business partners, with clients. And really serve at a deeper level because we're able to access the power of our emotions, let them inform how we can get more in alignment, how we can be in our power in a way that serves us and the greater good. And that to me is so, so exciting. Another one of my favorite approaches around this concept is considered a pendulum. Now, those of you that might be super into the woo part of things and have crystals and actually swing a pendulum over different parts of your body to find your emotional truth, this is a less woo approach to it, but similar concept where it's the vibrational experience of our emotions. There's an emotional frequency scale similar to a music scale. Each emotion has a different megahertz attached to it. The goal is to learn how to function and make our decisions and choices from a place of higher megahertz. And if you look up the emotional frequency scale, you can see the exact order of emotions where some are higher frequency, some are lower frequency. And as we start taking personal responsibility by having self-awareness about where our emotional threshold is, being willing to do the work, be a little bit of an investigator, get curious about what are the components that are creating that threshold being passed and repeating the ones that are serving you and working for you, finding a way to implement different approaches when things are not going in a positive direction. When we think about the frequency of our emotions and choosing where we spend most of our time and how When we are taken out of those frequencies that make us like manifesting magicians, how do we get back there as quickly as possible without bypassing the disconnect or disruption in this emotional frequency? It's going to be a different solution for probably every situation. But as we strengthen our emotional muscles, we become better and better and faster and faster at recalibrating to the emotional frequency that makes us the most abundant version of ourselves, the most powerful version of ourselves in a way that allows us to do so much good in this world. And we all have that capacity. It's a different kind of muscle to build, but the results are just as tangible. And I'm so excited to see what you guys do with this concept and can't wait to dig into it more as we start connecting all the pieces in future seasons. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review. And remember, it's great to have someone tell you what worked for them, but it's better to have someone show you what will work for you. Until next time, I believe in you.